Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Ask an Attorney. The law office is now open. If you have a legal question about Florida law, give us a call. Our toll-free number, 800-969-9352. All right, good morning. Welcome to Ask an Attorney. Hour number two this morning. You have a legal question. The law office is open. It's September 13th, 2020 at 7.06 in the morning. And we're here to just to answer your legal questions, talk about legal topics, and if there's something we can do for you to give you a little peace of mind. I know at least one or two of our callers got great peace of mind from uh, what they could do which they probably didn't know how to do it. One of them involved revoking a power of attorney to a family member. They no longer wanted to have the power of attorney, how to go about that. But if you have a legal question, all you have to do is to call the toll-free number 800-969-9352. That's 1-800-969-9352. Reggie is on the board today, as he is every Sunday morning early, taking your question. And he'll uh, send it to me. We're broadcasting. Uh, still, they don't let the weekend host on 970 come into the studio. I love getting up. I mean, I'm an early person. I'm a wide awake at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I love driving to the studio to do my show. I think it's much better uh, voice quality. I like having Reggie there where we can see one another. Uh, I certainly don't mind doing the show remotely sitting at home some people may even prefer that but i really prefer i think the quality of the show is much much better if i'm in the studio and i'll be there the minute that i can you know come back but uh so so we do it from remotely uh we on microsoft teams uh and that seems to be a very good system on how to do the show but um if you have a legal question i'm here to help you have a toll-free number. It's 708 in the morning. Toll-free number for you to call the show if you have a legal question. 800-969-9352. That's 800-969-9352. And if I can help you, if you have a legal question of any type, I would be more than glad to try to help you. This hour, we have attorney Catherine Holt is going to join us till 7.30. So if you have a family law question, some family law question that's uh, in your mind, um, give us a call. And Catherine, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Joe. How are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, what great. time did you get up this morning? Joe. Actually, I was up at about 5.15, and I put the coffee on, and looks like it's going to be a rainy day in Tampa Bay, but we got a lot of sports going on, so it's going to be a fun day for lots of families out there. 
Go Bucks. So, Jill, I want I, what I wanted. Yes, absolutely. Wanted to mention if if folks are out there and they're contemplating filing for divorce, some people will call and say, Catherine, what happens if I file for divorce? Can I seek child support or alimony or other issues right away? And the answer is yes. When you file a divorce case, you also can file motions for temporary relief. And what does temporary mean? Temporary means seeking an order from the court that will be in place until the final judgment. Typical issues that would be addressed for temporary relief would be temporary child support, temporary alimony, temporary exclusive use and possession of the home, or even in a case if there's domestic violence, a temporary injunction. So it's some, many times it will take a couple months or more to get the case through the system to final judgment, but there is the opportunity to seek temporary relief from the court. So I thought I would mention that to your listeners in this time of COVID and uncertainty and perhaps marital discord, that that little piece of information might help someone and guide them in making their decision regarding a divorce. So, Catherine, tell tell us about now. Catherine don't Catherine and I don't have a script or rehearse these questions, so she doesn't even know when I'm going to ask her. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's right. And it's a lot more fun that way, don't you think, Catherine? Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Because right. otherwise, I'd have to get up earlier and do like research and contemplate the most perfect answer. No, I appreciate your your questions right on the fly. All right, so let's talk about this scenario. Because uh, if you have a, a legal question, by the way, for the audience, and Catherine's here till seven thirty. If you have a legal question, please give us a call at eight hundred nine six nine nine three five two. And Reggie, would you please, uh, Reggie, sends me a meeting chat room question. Can you please let me know if the question is for Catherine on your input to me? Um, all right. So is, uh, is, is Glenn a question for Catherine? All right. All right. So I'm going to, Glenn, I'm going to get to you in just a few minutes. I'm going to talk to Catherine a little bit and um, I have a question for her. And then after she answers that, we'll go to Glenn, who's not a family law question. Catherine will be with us until 730 if you want to call in the show it's 800-969-9352 okay i actually will let brian who has a question for you catherine we'll let him go first good morning brian okay hi right. good morning hi brian good morning catherine i had a question good morning. Um, i've been a power of attorney for an older guy for about eight years and he has a house that's in a reverse mortgage and he recently ran into a large sum of money from the federal government and so I'm trying to find out what is the best thing to or person to talk to, to so he don't get in any kind of trouble or I don't run into any kind of difficulties if he passes. Uh, well let me take I a can, stab I at can that. Mention that, that yeah, yeah. At, at our office um, I'm located over at Sugar Creek Professional Center which is one of the offices we have at Joe Pippins law firm and we have an attorney who is who does handle reverse mortgages and joe i i would think that maybe jim might be a better person for brian to speak with yeah exactly okay so you're his power of attorney is right. he what kind of condition is he in is he in a nursing home is he living at home no he's still 
still living at home, but he's probably less than, I don't know, probably three to five years, I think, before he gets really sick. Okay. Well, there are a couple things there. If he goes into a nurse, how old is your power of attorney? How old is the power of attorney? Yeah, the, the document the itself. Pre- when was it signed? Um, Probably about seven or eight years ago. All right. Well, I would recommend that we review the power of attorney because I recommend to all my existing clients they update the power of attorney every three or four years. I don't know if you listened to the first hour of the show, but we talked about power attorneys and how important they are and how important it is to update those and how important it is for there to be Medicaid planning powers that have been checked off in the document in case the worst happens and he has to go into a nursing home, you'd be able to to uh, make all those arrangements for him. Hopefully the power attorney has a health care surrogate document. But it's very important to have a currently it it's very important to have a currently dated document. So, you know, three years from now you'd be better off having a document dated twenty twenty than than um twenty twelve or something, you know. So um it'd be okay. so I would Really recommend you update the power of attorney while he's still able to sign one. Uh, okay. Reverse mortgages, Jim. That we'll give you the number for Jim here to talk about that if you want to. Uh, the sooner or later, you if you have the power of attorney, he goes into a nursing home. We have a, you need a Medicaid attorney, which Mr. Frazier is. The gentleman, regardless of what kind of assets he has, uh, maybe should have a trust with you being the backup trustee. I mean, there are a lot. Okay. You got a lot of moving pieces to your question. Exactly. Uh, where, where you could need some help to get everything planned up, just just as best you can for the future. What is the phone number that I can get a hold of somebody? Well, Brian, why don't you start with me, and then I can uh, I could help you with the power attorney update, and I could help you with uh, answering all the other questions, and it could direct you to Jim <laughs> and or John okay. as as needed. Uh, so it's 586-586-3306. And where are yeah, you located? In Largo. Okay, that'll work. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a call on Monday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Go to extension 200. Okay, thank you. All right. All right, so Zach, Catherine, that wasn't exactly a family law question, but I, I do have one for you. <laughs> well, it sounds right, like so he suppose, treats the older fella as as family, so we like and respect yeah. Brian. Thanks, Brian, for, for, for calling in. That was nice. Okay. So, question for Catherine. My question is, uh, I'm sure you have uh, multiple clients or have multiple clients in the past where one of them moves to Florida, their spouse that they have become disconnected with, we'll say, lives in another state. And the person comes to you that's been a resident of Florida for six months and wants to follow divorce. 
And let's say the minor children are with the other parent in a different state. Uh, so yeah. run through the run through the scenario of how the divorce works in child time sharing of children and all of that. When the, you have a parent, a couple who finally decide one of them finally gets to, decides to go through a divorce. They live in Florida. The other spouse lives in another state with the minor children living with them. Okay, run through that because that. Right. Uh, I, and, and, I I need uh, to ask so you a, a question. Whether whether and and if you need to go to a caller, just let me know. Um, well, you have, have a caller, uh, David, calling the family love. So, we'll, well, go ahead. Okay. Uh, have the parties ever resided in the state of Florida? Have the husband and wife ever resided in the state of Florida? Yeah, the one that comes area? to you has lived in Florida for six months. Okay, but just have moved the down parties here six together? No. Let's say no in my question. This is just the made-up question. Right. Okay, so let's so, say no. Okay, let's, let's say no because I have recently had this situation, okay? So um, let's say husband and minor child are up in Illinois and wife moves to Florida. Wife's been a resident of the state of Florida for six months or more. There are three requirements to get a divorce here in the state of Florida. Three simple requirements. Number one, that one of the parties has been a resident of the state of Florida for at least six months. Number two, that the marriage is irretrievably broken. And number three, which seems obvious, that there has been a legal marriage. All right, so you can get the wife moving to Florida can seek and get a dissolution of marriage here in Florida. However, okay, and that's called subject matter jurisdiction. However, Florida does not have personal jurisdiction over the husband because he's never lived here in the state of Florida with the wife. There is no marital uh, homestead here in Florida. Okay, so the court does not have personal jurisdiction over the husband. The court also does not have jurisdiction over the children because... There's a statute called the UCCJEA, the Uniform Child Custody Jurisdiction and Enforcement Act, and that act states that the, it's the state where the children have resided for the past six months that has jurisdiction over the kids. So the wife can get the divorce. There can be no division of assets or liabilities because there's no personal jurisdiction. There can be no addressing of any child support or custody issues because the Florida court does not have jurisdiction over the children. And here's, here's the little twist, because I just had a case very similar to this. All right, this Catherine, let me put judgment. you on hold. Catherine, let me put you on hold, and we'll come back to the rest of your okay. answer because we have to take a no short problem. break here. All right, stay tuned to Ask an Attorney All About Florida Law. David, we're going to try to get your question this hour, so don't go away. You're listening to Ask an Attorney. The number for you to call the show is 800-969-9352. We'll be back after this short break. Attorney on 970 WFLA. 
All right, welcome back to Ask an Attorney All About Florida Law. We've got Catherine Holt on the line. We're talking about marriages, divorces, when the clients, the uh, married couple lives in different states. And Catherine, go ahead and line that up, and then we'll go to David and Seminole, who has a family law question for you. Okay, great. So we have the situation where husband and children are out of state. The wife is here. The husband and wife have never resided in the state of Florida together. So that means the wife can still file for divorce. She can get the actual divorce because she has been a resident of the state of Florida for at least six months. There's been an irretrievable breakdown of the marriage, and there was actually a legal marriage. The court here, however, the family law judge, does not have personal jurisdiction over the husband. So what does that mean to us? That means the court does not have jurisdiction to sort out the assets and liabilities. The court here also does not have jurisdiction over the children because the children have not resided in the state of Florida for the last six months. So that means you cannot address here in Florida any child support or any parenting plans in the final judgment. In a case that had exactly these facts, we went through the case, went to final judgment, and surprisingly, I asked whether we could waive uh, the requirement that the parents go to the parenting class, and the judge said, no, you must have the parents attend the parenting class, even though we don't have subject matter uh, jurisdiction over the children, which I thought was rather interesting. But when the judge says you take a parenting class, you do what the judge says. (laughs) <laughs> there we go. All right. All right. Well, let's go to the very helpful for any of you who are contemplating a divorce and you live in different states. So the one that lives in Florida for six months can file, but then there's some things you need to discuss about children. I guess the, the wherever the children are located, there could be a proceeding there to decide some of those facts. But let's let's go to David Absolutely. and Absolutely. Or, or what we did, Joe, in, in that situation was we, we asked the court to reserve jurisdiction for reopening the case in the event that the minor children were to relocate down here to Florida. So it's kind of nice right. to leave that door open um, in the event of future um, movement down to Florida. All right, let's go to David and Seminole. Hello. Hey, David. Good morning. Good morning. All right, David, we have about two minutes before the bottom of the hour, so go ahead and ask your question of Catherine, and we'll see if we can get it answered in two minutes. Okay. My question is, with a will with power of attorney, is there any time limit? The will was written over 10 years ago, naming me as the power of attorney. Uh, Is the the, uh, fact that I'm the power of attorney is good today or five years from now as it was when it was written? 12 years ago. Well, okay, that's not a, okay, that's a question to me, I guess. So the, the, uh, the answer is power attorney should be updated every three or four years. It doesn't make the old one invalid. It just makes it harder for people to accept like banks and medical people and so forth. The, the will has nothing to do with the power of attorney. They're separate documents. Correct. So the power, is your question, is the power of attorney still valid? Right. Is that yes. your question? Yeah, it's probably valid, but you know, it might not be ex- easily accepted. It, it would be cheaper to have just do a new one and have a currently dated one than arguing and trying to force someone to accept an old one. So my advice would be if the person's still capable of 
signing the power of attorney to sign a new one. If they're not capable, then we'd have to argue that the old one is still valid, which might work. Okay. And All right. I have a second part. Quickly, right, you might have to come. Up, you might have to put you on hold for the second part of your question, if you don't mind. All right. Thank you. Or I can talk to you off the air if you like, one or the, one or the other. All right, so uh, you're listening to Ask an Attorney All About Florida Law. If you have a legal question, you can call the show 1-800-969-9352. Uh, after we finish David's call, we're going to go to Glenn, and then I'm going to ask Catherine this question. So you might want to stay tuned for this. How does Florida reckon, do, Does Florida recognize a common law marriage from another state? common law marriage in another state and how do you prove a common law marriage you stay tuned for that um if you want to call the show 800-969-9352 we'll be right back after the news WFLA. All right, you're listening to Ask an Attorney All About Florida Law. If you'd like to call the show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You have a toll-free number, 800-969-9352. This uh, rest of this hour until 8 o'clock, Attorney Catherine Holt joins us. So if you have a family law question uh, for her, and uh, between Catherine and I, we should be able to tackle almost any other question, 800 969 Nine three five two. Let's go back to David and Seminole. David hung up. I'm so sorry, David. Call back. We'll make you. Uh, we'll give you top priority on your second part of your question. Let's go to Glenn and Clearwater. Glenn, Hi, are you? Joe, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hi, Glenn. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Both of you. Um, good. Um, uh, I'm a, originally born and raised 18 miles west of Manhattan in, in New Jersey, and I have a will from New Jersey and uh, for my two nieces, and they're stipulated in the will, and uh, I'd like to change all of that, and uh, how would I go about that? I'd, I've been a Florida resident for almost 30 years. Yeah. Well, uh, a, a new will revokes a prior will. So basically, just have okay. an attorney draft a new will for you. Uh, if you came to my office, I'd want to discuss with you just so you understood the difference between a will and a trust and the information I would need. Well, the, uh, what is the difference between a will and a trust? Well, uh, trust is just a fancy will, I call it, that avoids probate. So I would need I would ask you the same questions regardless of which one you did a will or a trust you know who's going to be in charge of your estate who's going to be the backup how's the money going to be distributed well, I, don't, 
Yeah, I'm I'm 68 years old. I don't have any kids or anything or nobody to. Yeah, that doesn't matter. You got a niece or nephew you want to leave it to, so just who your beneficiaries are. I'd like to leave it to some charities and stuff instead of giving to to my nieces. I'll tell you, most of my clients do trust because with a living trust, now you have a plan for if you have a stroke or an accident where the trustee can manage everything you have for your benefit while you're living. And then upon your death, everything would avoid probate. Okay, be the trustee? The trustee can be whoever you want. It can be a niece or a nephew. It can be someone else of your choosing. Well, I don't have any relatives, but I'm saying as you, as, if, if you're my attorney, Yeah, I, I serve as a, a trustee on many, many trusts for people who don't okay. have, you know, don't have a, um, another choice. And then we have a backup right. uh, there, too. Right. And the benefit of a trust, again, I'd ask you the same questions whether you do a will or a trust, is basically who would be the trustee? We'd be glad to do that if you don't have one. Who are the beneficiaries? Right. The benefits of a trust are no probate, no guardianship, quick, easy, fast, efficient, and private. Now, and, how does that uh, help me tax-wise? Uh, you know, I have you and the, substantial yeah. amount of money, but, you know, I just want to just want to protect it that, you know, the state doesn't get it. Yeah, well, the state won't get it. Um, there's no reason for the state to get it. You and the trust are the same entity with the same tax number, so you keep the same tax records and file the same tax return. Say that again, over. Uh, you and the you and your trust are the same entity. It's not a different entity like a corporation. Yeah, it's, it's under my social security number. Absolutely. Yeah, your social security number, so you keep the same tax yep. records and you file the same tax return. Yeah, well, I, the trust, there was, it wasn't, I didn't have a trust before. I had just a will with my two nieces in, in it. And the two nieces, you know, you know how that family stuff is, you know, and, uh, you know, they're, they're doing well enough alone. And, you know, I always wanted to make sure in case something happened, they would be taken care of, but they're well taken yeah. care of now. Well, the trust and, can you know, do that for sure. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. So uh, the trust can would definitely take care of them and make it easier and quicker uh, for the whole process to take place if you pass away or even become incapacitated for your benefit. Hey, we have. Well, a, I don't want a them free... to have anything out of my estate. Oh, you don't. No, I don't. No. Okay. Well, you just no, come I up with a it, new list of benefits. I want to, you come I want to a... bequeath that money to other charities and stuff like. Uh, oh, I see. You know, Okay, well, yep. you just make a new will that leaves it to who you want to leave it to. Yeah, so it would be like a Florida state will? Like, out of Florida? Yes, or yeah, you're a Florida resident now, that, so yes. That, yeah, 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 because that will was made out of New Jersey, but I talked to you a long, long time ago, and you said it would still be okay for that will, but it's just like, you know, I just need to update that, because that was many, yeah. many, many years ago. Okay, well, we do a okay, new will. I know you're, and, uh, all right, I so know if you want to contact our office, uh, the vote, local right? phone number is 586 yep. 3306. Yep. Okay, well, very good. Thank you for your input. Yeah, I got to get this stuff squared away. Yeah, I'd be, uh, I'd be more than glad to help you. Uh, I have a picture of me 
uh, presenting the million dollar check to St. Jude's Hospital. Where I flew out there to make a special yeah. presentation from one of my yeah. estates. Yeah. So you know, I uh, I do a lot of stuff. You know, like I I during the holidays and stuff, I'd make sandwiches and stuff and give away sodas to the homeless people on the streets in Clearwater. You know. And the cops tried to arrest me because they said, you don't yeah. have a permit to do that. No permit, right? I said, all I'm doing is giving it away. It's all contained, right? And they go, right. Oh, I said, well, you know, I have to do what I have to do, Joe, and, and you have to do what you have to do. And, you know, and then, you know, that was, that was it. They never arrested me, but, you know, but, it's, all right. it's, you know, it's, it's respectful. Okay. Thank you for your. Look, all right, I look forward to uh, meeting with you. I'll make an appointment with you. All right, thanks. Let's thanks, go to Brian. Steve in Tampa, who's got a family law question for Catherine. Hello. Hey, Steve. Hello. Hi, Steve. Hey, Hi, Steve. Hi, how are you guys? Hey, uh, we're doing great. Ask a question: At what age can my daughter decide uh, parental what parents she wants to live with? We uh, I get that question a lot, Steve, and there is really no hard and fast age. Um, however, in a family law case, if a child is going to have a voice in the court, it is not uncommon for you to have a guardian ad litem appointed for the child because the other alternative is filing a motion with the court and asking the judge to talk to the child directly. And that would be a, um, a discussion between the judge and the child in what's known as an in-camera, in-camera proceeding. That means in-chambers proceeding, although now we don't have in-cameras because there's no in-person, so it would probably be Zoom. But judges don't really like to talk to the children directly. They think and they believe that uh, whether it's a paternity case or a divorce case, that kids should not be you know, part of the actual divorce or paternity proceeding. So the way to get the child's voice in to be heard by both parents and the court is to have a guardian ad litem. I've had situations where I have 10 or 11-year-old children who are um, very mature for their age, and I've had other situations where, you know, 13, 14, 15, and they're immature. So it all depends on, you know, what's going on with the kids and, you know, to what extent do you need the child's voice to be heard. So when you think voice to be heard in court, a child's voice to be heard, equate that with guardian ad litem. And let me mention one thing. In family law court, you have to pay to have the guardian ad litem appointed. It's not like dependency court or other, or maybe criminal where there would be uh, GALs, guardian ad litems, who are part of the court system. But in a family law case, um, you hire the GAL, and um, I work with GALs who are flat fee uh, as opposed to hourly rate because we try and keep those costs down. Okay? So hopefully that helps. Okay, see so the situation I'm in, I don't know if, uh, can, can, I don't know if, if you can ask me one more question, but the situation I'm in is I have a 15-year-old daughter. And she plays competitive okay. sports. And uh, uh, I have an 11-year-old son. Well, I don't ever miss a timeshare. I drop the kids off. But my daughter chooses not to go with her mother because her mother does not support her sports. Her mother's like, no, I don't want to be involved in that. Um, so the, my daughter says, fine, I'll go with dad and he'll take me to, to my practice. 
So she hasn't right. gone to see her mother in quite a while. And I, I tell her mother, call her, pick up the phone, and, and, yeah. and you know, go yeah. see her, her her games. And she's like, no, that's my time. Right. She needs to be with me. And, and I'm like, it's about the kid, not about your time. So now we're in this that's right. court off where she's like, where she's like, well, it's my time. You can't interfere. You're missing timeshare. I don't think I'm missing timeshare if my 15 year old says, no, I'd rather go to practice. I'd rather go to my game. Just so remember, uh, uh, legal, Steve, that the standard trouble, like, is what, and I, I, I do this, I do family law 365 days a year. I hear your story over and over and over again in different scenarios. The standard is, and, and you can, you can say this over and over again, best interests of the child, not best interests of dad, what, what fits with dad's, uh, uh, schedule or not, not what works best for mom. It's what is in the best interest of the child. And if the child likes now, and is excelling in certain sports ac- activities, which could per- perhaps lead to even scholarships for college or et cetera, and, and she likes the camaraderie and this is good for her and she's doing well in school, and if it's in the best interest of the child to attend these activities, then the parents need to be malleable and work towards the goal in the best interest of the child. So just just remember, that's the standard and not the best interest of mom, okay? And to have the child perhaps, you know, sit at home with the mom and not being able to experience the sports activity, which is in the betterment of the child's future. So remember, best okay, interest of the that, child. That helps keep me a lot. saying that over and over again. Question. Okay. Thank you very much. You've been very helpful. All right. Thanks for calling. I've... I've schooled you well this morning. Okay, thank you. All right. All right. Thanks for calling. Okay, so Thanks. Catherine, common law of marriage in Texas, let's say. I'm not sure. There's. I think there, the last time I looked at this, there were like 10 common law states where you could get married. Right, something like that. Marriage. Sure. So let's say uh, a client comes in from one of those states where they've recognized common law of marriage and come to Florida. Is that marriage recognized? Yes. Here in the state, Florida recognizes common law marriage as long as those marriages, the common law marriage, was valid in the other state. Okay? Now, I, the whole issue of common law marriage is, is rather interesting because, and I've memorized this date, common law marriage became invalid in the state of Florida on January 1st of 1968. Okay, I have that, that date indelibly etched in, into my brain. So if you're in Florida and you're and you're a Florida resident trying to establish a common law marriage, Florida says no, nope, not if it's after one one of sixty eight. But I ask you a question: What if you established a common law marriage in 1964 or 1965 or any time prior to one one of sixty eight? Then Florida does recognize that that common law marriage. So if it's either valid in another state. Okay, or you entered into a common law marriage here in the state of Florida prior to one one sixty eight, then you can proceed um, uh, to have a divorce. Because as we said on one of my earlier discussions with you today, three elements must be present to get a, a divorce in Florida. One that one of the parties is a resident for six months or more irretrievable breakdown of the marriage, and number three, that there has been a valid marriage. 
So that's an excellent all right, all right. question, Joe. Right, so and here's I my, do, here's and my, here's my question, question that I have. Okay, so how do you prove a common law marriage in another state? Well, it's some states have, um, I, I'm racking my brain here, some states have some sort of a certificate of common law marriage. I don't, re- I don't recall what state that was in, but some states will have some sort of a certificate where uh, folks have gone down to the courthouse and they've recorded a certificate saying that there is a common law marriage. Um, and it's it's somewhat like if you're trying to establish uh, residency here in the state of Florida, you can go to the clerk of the court and file a certificate of residency. Or it has some some other name. But even if you don't have that, you know, some sort of a document that establishes a common law marriage, um, you would look to elements such as are you living in the same household with the other person? Are you sharing finances, sharing bank accounts? Do you share the last name? Are you basically holding yourself out as husband and wife? Do you have children yeah. together? Uh, do you go to social events together? Do you go to church together? So common law marriage is are all the you know bells and whistles of a regular traditional marriage, except for the fact there's been no license and no certificate yeah. and no uh, well, no formality. That becomes a very interesting question on the estate planning side of things when there's spousal rights involved and having to try to prove a common law marriage from another state and what their requirements were. Hey, so we have to take a short Absolutely. break. Uh, if you'd like to talk to Catherine, she'll be on uh, till 8, till 7.59 or so this morning. So if you have a question, be our next caller at 800-969-9352. We'll be right back after a short break. WFLA. All right, listening to Ask an Attorney, the almost the end of hour number two today, all about Florida law. If you have a legal question, we have Attorney Catherine Holt on for the next four minutes. If you want to call quickly, you'd be able to talk to her at 800 969 9352. That's 800 969 9352. Phone lines are open. And Catherine, uh, just refresh me again on the common law marriage in other states. What was the 1968 date? Can you explain that again? Sure. It, in, in, in the state of Florida, um, there can be no common law marriages as of January 1st of 1968. So if you think that you're common law married, and it started after one one of sixty eight. You're incorrect. There is no common law marriage, and you're not and, and and you're not married. If there was a common law marriage in Florida prior to that date, then that can be accepted by the court. The one thing I do okay. want to mention you're is: about is there such a thing as a, a common law divorce? And the answer is no. If you have a common law marriage prior to one one of sixty eight or from another state and it's it's accepted in the other state, you still have to file for a regular traditional divorce. Okay? All right. So if a okay. couple you're talking about a couple were uh, say a couple lived together and considered themselves common law 
married, and they lived in Florida from 1960 to 1968. Um, so what would they have had to do in Florida to be recognized as a valid common law marriage if, let's say, under that scenario? They, they lived together in Florida, considered themselves right. married from 1960 to 1968. What, did they have to have some proof? How, how no, do they establish? The, 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 proof is, the proof is going to be just the, all the things that we discussed. Did they, did they live in the same house? Did they own the same house? Shared finances, shared bank accounts, shared same last name? Do they have children? It's going to be all in the proofs. And 68 is, is a long time ago now. So what an interesting scenario would, would be is if there was, if they thought there was a common law marriage, say, in the early 60s, and then the parties separated. I mean, that's, um, I mean, I have people where they come for, to seek a, a divorce and the separation has been 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. They haven't even, maybe they haven't seen or lived with their spouse for many years. So lots of different so scenarios, but no, we do offer a free no, consultation and we can do a consultation yeah. by telephone or by Zoom, no matter what your family law situation is. So, so there was no common law marriage certificate or filing required before 1968. No, not, not, I don't know of any here in the state of Florida. There have been in, in, in some other states, but that 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 seems right. that it would almost like defeat the the purpose because I think common right. law marriage right. folks they they don't like to file papers with the court, you know, with regard right. to their marriage. Go ahead, give, uh, Catherine, give your contact information. I hear the music in the background, so. Absolutely. You can reach me at Hult, H-U-L-T, at A-T-T-Y-P-I-P dot com, or give me a call at 727-586-3306, extension 112. Thank you, Joe. All I right. appreciate All you right. having me All right. Thank you. Answer. You have a good Sunday. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to Ask an Attorney All About Florida Law, hour number two. Hour number three is coming up. Stay tuned for that. We have a consumer law attorney talking about evictions and foreclosures and rights of tenants and landlords and all of that so stay tuned for that if you want to call the show you have a toll-free number 800-969-9352 hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.